Welcome to Smart Talk. I'm Scott Lamar. It's a story we've heard often over the past nine months. The 2015-16 state budget that was due July 1st of last year and only partially completed could result in the shutdown of a social service program or a school district. But there are others. Today, we focus on several aspects of agriculture that are being impacted. Agricultural research for H programs, master gardeners, and Penn State Extension offices across the state could be closed unless $50 million in state money, blue line by Governor Tom Wolf, is sent out. Joining us to talk about the situation today is Richard Rausch, Dean of Penn State's College of Agricultural Sciences, Mark O'Neill, Director of Media and Strategic Communications with the Pennsylvania Farm Bureau, and Cumberland County farmer Matthew Meals. Gentlemen, Welcome to the program. Thank Thank you. Good morning. If you have a question or a comment, give us a call, 1-800-729-7532. Send an email to smarttalk at witf.org. There's a lot to talk about, but let's start with the broad question, and Mark O'Neill, I'll direct it to you. Explain the situation as it stands right now. Well, basically, as you kind of set up, uh, in this fiscal year, July 1, 2015, to where we are now, Penn State Agriculture Extension and Research Programs have received no money, zero money. And uh, last year, the previous fiscal year, they received more than $46 million. So that's $46 million that does not exist. And this year, it was supposed to be funding of up to $50 million. The university has done a great job in being able to keep people employed, keep the extension offices open, keep research facilities open uh, during this time, even though they can't use any money from tuition at Penn State to, to do that. So farmers rely heavily on these services, whether it comes down to research information for anything from you know pest control to helping them uh, take soil samples, identify things, uh, avian influenza, something from last year we talked a lot about, and even helping them with uh, new production methods, uh, ways to make them more profitable, ways to make it so local people who want locally grown food, fruits, vegetables, what have you, they have the opportunity to do that. So this budget situation has basically put that on hold, and uh, we've been told by the president of Penn State that uh, unless this money comes out very quickly, uh, beginning May 1st, uh, unfortunately, layoff slips could go out. And if that happens, uh, not only could that be devastating, obviously, for the workers themselves at Penn State, the research facilities, but to farmers across the state and Pennsylvanians who like to eat food. I mean, this involves basically everyone. And uh, the point that, that we made is when we heard this information is this is this is not a bluff. This is reality. This is going to happen without this money. And that concerns farmers all across the state. Now, is this all Penn State related? It really is. I mean, what we're talking about, there are other parts of the budget, some other programs uh, that, that also have not been funded this year. But in the big scheme of things, uh, they are programs that take a lot less money and uh, we could get by on. And I think in the in the long run, if anything ever does get done, we think some of these other programs, there's some programs even within the agriculture department, such as there's a small amount of makers, ag research, extension programs, uh, as well as excellence programs. Some of you may have heard the dairy excellence program. So there, there are other areas. But if you ask any farmer across Pennsylvania, what is the main part of the budget they're concerned about? It is funding for ag extension because they work with 
uh, these people on a on a day to day basis, month to month basis, and they really have a great relationship. It's a two way street too. Farmers provide a lot of good information to the Penn State Extension people. If they have a problem on their farm, they get in touch with them. It may impact other areas as well. And in the big scheme, it also affects Pennsylvania's economy. Well, I want to turn to Matthew Meals, who is a, a farmer in uh, Cumberland County. Mark just mentioned that farmers are impacted on a daily basis by this. How have you been impacted? Well, I think at our operation, we're a beef and crop farm. Um, and what's key to us is is the research and education that we receive from the, our local extension office. A lot of counties throughout the state, uh, some extension offices are combined, but most counties have an extension office that has extension extension staff there that is familiar with what we experience on our farming operations on a daily basis. And and having that resource there to help us as producers to making sure that the processes we are doing are efficient, are safe, uh, and also providing uh, research opportunities so that we can better our business, providing a better product for consumers. We're talking about funding that goes and affects everybody's table at their house three times a day when they eat a meal. Um, so if, as an operation, I depend solely on that information to provide it at the, at the local level. I think the other part that we that for me personally is, is that I see it also affecting our communities. Um, I grew up in the 4-H program and the horse side of things, and the 4-H program is key to our communities. It gives the opportunity for youth today to experience leadership opportunities, public speaking opportunities, and really just to get a um, first-hand knowledge of agriculture. The 4-H program I've seen and it has affected me and friends of mine that anywhere from those that live within the cities to maybe in the suburbs or the rural community, that program affects them and it provides a service connecting them with agriculture and connecting them with science and, and other things that they would not be able to experience otherwise. So I think that it, expect, it affects us and not having this funding will affect us from a agricultural standpoint, but also from a community standpoint. Dean Richard Roush, uh, kind of let you uh, wait until third because you kind of <laughs> have the, the big picture here. Um, my first question is, as, as Mark mentioned, uh, that we've gotten through almost nine months. How? Well, the university has some resources, and, and uh, it can sort of shift funding around till the bills come due, internal to the university. So they have, And they have some reserves. But now we're um, eight and a half months into the year. The, the state contribution should have been at least $32 million. And that's, ex- that's getting beyond what the capacity of the university to manage will be. And it will be well beyond that by the end of June. We have to give people a couple months' notice if we have to give layoffs. The other thing that's key about this funding is that this is a state, federal, uh, local, and university partnership that's lasted for over 150 years. Um, It started with the passing of the land-grant bill in 1862, signed by Abraham Lincoln a year after the Civil War started, but it was recognized this was really important to the development of America. And even today, uh, 160 years later, the land-grant system is the envy of the world. There's no other place where they link teaching, research, and extension to the community in the same way the United States is. So I worked in Australia for 17 years, and there was, which is a very productive place, but there's a real problem with research that gets done. It often takes much longer to be adopted from the farming community because of the lack of this linkage. So it's, it's a really an essential thing. It's been uh, created lots of opportunities. Um, extension does a lot, and the university does a lot more than just agriculture. 
There's 90,000 kids involved in 4-H programs, most of whom are never going to go into agriculture, but it really inspires their interest in science, um, the univer- college, um, their communities. They, they're two or three times more likely to get involved in all those kinds of things. We have master gardener programs that help people in the communities. We're actively involved in helping people make sure they get a good deal out of um, gas companies in the Marcellus Shale. Uh, we work on improving water quality, particularly with stormwater runoff and agricultural runoff into the streams and rivers of Pennsylvania. There's a tremendous range of things that we're involved in. So it's not just about agriculture anymore at all. The, so, but this federal-state partnership is such that there's about 50 million comes from the states. There's 22 million that directly matches that from the federal government. In addition, working off that base of support, our Penn State researchers and extension staff are extremely competitive uh, for national grants, typically from the USDA, but also other sources. And from that, in 2014-15, we brought in another at least $56 million in competitive grants. So this is the, we bring back to the state far more. Than, than we get from the Landscript Fund, in addition to all the work we do within the state already. I know that uh, one of the issues uh, very early on, well, when I say early on, at least through December, with uh, the state budget impasse was that federal money wasn't flowing uh, from Washington as well. Is federal? Have you gotten that federal That's, money? We have, but one of the challenges is we're drawing down on the federal funds, the $22 million. Their fiscal year starts on the 1st of October. So we're sort of approaching about halfway drawing down the uh, $22 million. Um, so it, if we don't get state funding, eventually we'll have to figure out some way of paying that back because we don't have the state match to, mm-hmm. to do it. Let me. Um, I almost get the sense sometimes that uh, the extension offices, for all the good work they do, that people kind of take it for granted. Mm-hmm. That it's it's kind of unless you are directly involved in the agriculture community and some of those other programs that you mentioned that there are a lot of people out there who probably don't know all the things that extension services do. You've listed those, but does that make it more difficult? I mean, that you don't have this constituency other than the ag community that are putting pressure on the governor's office, on the legislature to get this done because they just don't realize all the things that you do. I think a lot of people don't. There are a lot of activities people undertake that they don't realize are part of extension. So we have programs like Dining with Diabetes for for people's health, um, programs to look at uh, avoiding obesity. We have a program called Prosper that looks to try to uh, minimize uh, or reduce drug abuse problems among young people or block it altogether in these programs. A lot of people don't know those parts of extension, but they certainly learned that over the last few weeks. So last week on Wednesday, we had over 500 supporters turn up at the Capitol um, in support of our programs. For me, this is very heartwarming. Um, just amazing level of support and dedication. People draw, taking bus trips for hours to get across the state to get there. And a, and a lot of them were connected with 4-H, but there were other people, there were other organizations as well, that really un, have, have caught the message about that this is all going to go away if we don't um, recon- get, the, get the, the budget through, at least for our uh, $50 million or so. And right now it looks like there's a bit of a catalyst to get the 2015-16 budget more generally settled by by us raising the alarm that you know we're one example. There are many others, counties, schools. There are many others where things are falling apart because they they're, they're running the end of their tether in terms of the money they have. But um, we were one of the first cases. I think it came to everybody's attention. But Mark, you said that you said this is not a bluff, and not that other uh, recipients of state funding are bluffing. But, you know, Tim Lambert and I were just talking about this before you came in, that this is going on for almost nine months now. So it's almost like 
we Pennsylvanians are used to it by now, that nothing surprises us. So that's a little bit of a challenge for the agriculture community because you're grouped in with other agencies, dozens of other agencies, recipients of state funds that say, we need this money now. Yeah, I think part of it, too, is that, uh, you know, obviously the, this, this this money is critical and, and Penn State has received nothing. Some other some of the other areas, other people have received money. We're not saying we're more important than anybody else. But we're saying is now is the time to really look at it. If the, we're stating facts, if this doesn't happen by a certain date, the notices go out. If nothing is resolved in that time, people will be laid off. People, other states are looking at Penn State personnel and extension and research to take them away because they know of this unsettling uh, situation here. But it has, it really has been something where this whole, this whole budget thing, I think you're right, we get desensitized to it. And that's why we have to come out and say, this is real. This is really happening. I think there's probably this mindset among everyone that it'll get done. You'll get your money. Penn State, you know, they've been floating this money with the assumption all along that they probably thought by December we're getting all of this money or early this year we're going to get it. And now there's still no super optimism that the whole budget plan is going to get done. So that's why we have worked with uh, with Senator Elder Vogel along with uh, Senator or House Member Representative Kauser to try to get specific legislation to deal with this issue to see if we can push it forward. You know, when you talk to Democrats and Republicans, they all say the same thing. We like Penn State Extension. We need it. We understand it. And we understand the funding. No one's saying fund it less or anything, but we still can't get the deal done. So that's why we're breaking off from the whole package and trying to get something specifically done to save this program now, because we know what the ramifications will be. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF, your home for NPR News and all things regional. I'm Scott Lamar. 